Do you need a new or optimized website for your indoor playground or soft play rental business? Well, we now have a team of professional web designers ready to help you bring your vision to life. Our designs marry your aesthetic with what's been proven to work time and time again in this industry. And since we only work with play-based business owners, we have designing high converting websites that can be a complete game changer for your revenue and income down to a science. And we make it really affordable. Head to the show notes for example sites and pricing information. And yes, you can get the professional yet beautiful website of your dreams on the website platform of your choice for less than $800. You can even book a free call with our web design team if you have questions or want to talk about your specific needs. If you want us to, we'll even do all of your tech setup and software integrations so you don't have to lift a finger. We look forward to helping you convert your vision into reality and in turn, convert more browsers into buyers. Head to the show notes for all of our web design information. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me here today. So in today's episode, I want to talk about something that has come up for me again and again and again over the last couple months. And this is something that I talked about recently on YouTube, but I wanted to talk about it here as well, because I know a lot of people prefer listening over watching. And this is going to be kind of the summarized version. If you follow both my YouTube channel and my podcast, you'll know on YouTube, I kind of ramble. I go off on tangents. I'm a little bit more informal. Whereas on this podcast, I just like to get to the point, no fluff included. So we're going to cover the same topic, but I'm going to do my best to, again, summarize with the most important points. But if you want to dive a little bit deeper, or if you kind of prefer that less formal format, YouTube is probably the better place for you. So I'm going to go ahead and link the part one of the video that we're going to be talking about today's. But in this episode, I'm going to be doing parts one and two, just again, all together condensed. So you likely know if you're familiar with my business and you've been following me for a while that I review a lot of business plans. And I actually have a YouTube video about five red flags that I look for right away for every single business plan. And it really hasn't failed. Again, over the last couple months, I've seen the same issues popping up over and over and over again. So I want to talk about one of these recurring issues specifically. And that's that a lot of people who are entering this industry now are really worried about confusing their customers or creating too many different offers for one service. So for example, in this episode, we're going to talk about different offers for open play. So different ways people can pay, different packages, different options, all that good stuff. And, you know, in the YouTube video, I talked about how I may have actually contributed to this problem a little bit because I do absolutely agree with the fact that 
too many offers is confusing. And you've probably heard me say multiple times on this podcast that the confused mind will always say no to keep. So, you know, I always recommend keeping it simple, keeping it very easy to understand, but there is an exception here. And in my opinion, there is a right way and a wrong way to create multiple offers for the same service. So first, I want to talk about the right way to create, again, multiple offers for one service. And in this case, we're going to be talking about open play. Now, a lot of people will come to me when they're doing their business plan or they'll pop up in Playmaker Society and they'll say, well, you know, we're going to be doing open play day passes and we're going to be doing memberships. So we really don't want to do packs of passes because again, it just seems like too many different offers. We want people to be able to choose really simply. But in my experience, a membership customer and a pack of pass customer are actually two completely different types of customers. So for example, a membership customer might have a completely open schedule so they can visit multiple times per week during your open play hours, or maybe they live really close to your facility. Whereas a 10-pack or a 5-pack customer, whatever number you want to go with, it's you know all kind of the same for this conversation, that person might live a little bit further away. Maybe they don't have as open of a schedule or maybe they have other commitments, right? Maybe they have multiple kiddos and one is in school, leaving them with a limited amount of time to actually visit your facility with their younger child. And again, just for example's sake, I'm going to be assuming that your business looks exactly like mine. So serving the zero to six crowd, kind of smaller footprint, but this is going to be applicable regardless of your business size or who you serve. This is all kind of the same concept. So in my opinion, the right way to go about this is to create multiple offers, all serving different types of customers with different needs. And the key here is to make it extremely simple. I mean, black and white for customers to be able to decide which option was made just for them. And trust me, your customers and staff alike will appreciate it. And I want to talk about what exactly that means. So for us, when somebody came up to our desk and wanted to pay for open play, the two offers that we would present to them would be a membership or a pack of passes. And we would approach it from the place of saving money. And we'd say, oh, well, we do have a day rate, but if you want to save some money, you can enroll in either a membership or a 10 pack of passes. And before they could even ask, before they could even feel that sense of overwhelm, we would say, oh, it's actually really simple. If you plan on coming more than twice a week, a membership is actually going to be the best value for you. But if you're just not able or willing or whatever the case may be to visit our facility more than twice a week, then a 10-pack is actually going to save you more money than a membership. So again, we kind of draw the line in the sand and we say, if this looks like you, a membership is perfect. If this looks like you, then a 10-pack is perfect. So there's that straight line down the middle. It's black and white. It's very easy to decide which is going to be perfect for them because people can typically put themselves into one of those two boxes. And a lot of people will say, well, why don't you just keep it simple and offer a day pass? And then if somebody does want another option, you can explain them at that time. 
And let me tell you, the way that you approach your different offers and the ones you talk about first and the ones you seem most excited about are going to be the ones that end up making the most sales. So the key here is to collect as much as possible upfront or to make a recurring sale because these are just going to be better for your bottom line. And again, you don't have to come at it from a place of, you know, greed or anything like that. You just want to say, Hey, you know, our day pass is actually our most expensive option when you look at the cost per visit. So always approach from a place of service and say, Hey, you know, it seems like you might want to save some money. Here are our options for our customers that are looking for the best deal. So once we started offering a day pass as the last offered option, again, our sales of memberships and our sales of 10 packs absolutely skyrocketed. And our staff at the beginning put up a little bit of a fight and they didn't want to keep offering the same thing to the same customer over and over again. But I'm telling you, people are busy. They have a lot going on in their lives. You need to keep talking about it. You need to keep asking because you never know when somebody is going to finally feel ready or finally decide that one of those options is going to be right for them. You want those options to stay top of mind. You want them to see other people purchasing them. And you just want to keep, again, making that same offer and not be afraid to talk about it because, again, you're looking to help them save money here. So it would actually be doing them a huge disservice to not continue to offer those packs of passes or your membership option. So again, to wrap that one up, the right way is to create multiple offers based on your different types of ideal customers. The wrong way to approach this is to create too many offers for the exact same customer. So what I mean by this one is I've seen a lot of indoor playgrounds create really complicated tiers of memberships. So for example, you might see somebody create a gold level, a silver level, and then maybe a platinum level. And they're really difficult to understand. You know, maybe one includes coffee, one doesn't, one includes classes, one doesn't, one includes events, and one doesn't, you know, it can really get complicated here. So this is where that concept comes into play that a confused mind might just say no. If you make the offers too difficult to differentiate between, yes, people will get confused and they'll just default to a play pass just because they can't really understand if you know they're being bamboozled or if they're choosing the actual right option for them, right? They might need to go home and review the options and spoiler alert, If you tell people to take something home and review it later, unless it's something very important and time sensitive, like booking a birthday party, I promise you it's going to slip their mind as soon as they walk out of those doors. So there is one exception here. If you are very class heavy in your business and it's a cornerstone offer, meaning it's very important for your revenue streams, then it's okay to create one basic membership so one that includes only open play and also one that includes classes. But here, there's really only one differentiation point between these two offers. So it goes back to being extremely simple to decide. But again, once we get into these multiple tiers with multiple differences between them and all different sorts of discounts between them, that's when people start getting confused. 
And again, we're creating these different offers for the same customer, the same person who a membership is a perfect fit for. So I never want to see an indoor play space create more than two different membership tiers. And again, this is only if classes or events or whatever you're including in one membership and not the other is a major part of your business and is going to be a big deciding factor when people are deciding whether or not they want to become a member. Because again, class customers and non-class customers are going to look completely different, right? Class customers might not have their child enrolled in preschool or daycare, and they might need that extra educational support. Whereas somebody who's just never going to be interested in classes, maybe their kid goes to preschool all day or goes to daycare and they just want to play and have a fun, open-ended visit in your facility. So again, that kind of goes back to creating different offers for different customers. But again, we want to keep our membership offer specifically very, very simple. And I've seen it time and time again when my Playmaker Society members simplify their membership offer specifically, they absolutely see sales go up. So just keep that in mind. And again, if you keep it simple here, your staff's going to appreciate it and they're going to be more excited to talk about your memberships and offers and more excited to sell them. And it's going to lead to a lot less frustration and buyer's remorse and membership cancellations. Because if you have all of these different tiers of memberships out there, Not only is it going to be very difficult for your staff to sell, it's also going to be very difficult for your staff to keep everyone straight and remember what, you know, gold members have versus silver members versus platinum members. And again, that's going to lead to a lot of frustration, a lot of time lost, and people are just going to cancel because it's going to make every single visit a lot more difficult. And it's going to probably also lead to staff turnover because it's going to make your staff's day-to-day life a lot more difficult. So keep all of that in mind when you're designing your membership offer. Now, there are three problems that I've come across lately, especially when I'm looking at business plans, kind of around the same concept of creating different offers for open play and specifically regarding memberships. And the first problem is underpricing. A lot of people are afraid to ask for a recurring sale or they're afraid to charge what it's actually worth. But I promise you, if you're having trouble asking people to keep a card on file or to ask for a recurring sale, I promise you it's not a business model problem. It has nothing to do with the actual recurring sale or keeping that card on file. It's a sales problem. I promise you, if somebody comes up to you and says, I want to buy a membership, but I only want to do it for one month, or I don't want to keep a card on file. I just want to get an invoice every single month. I promise you it's a lack of education because if you were to ask that exact same customer, how many subscriptions they're currently paying for, I guarantee you they're subscribed to a ton of different streaming services. They probably have different apps on their phone that they pay for either annually or monthly. They probably have a meal delivery service, or they probably pay for a gym membership or whatever the case may be. I guarantee you they have plenty of subscriptions in their life. It's all about how you position your offer and how you approach it. And I always recommend approaching subscriptions from a place of convenience. You know, who wants to have to pay another bill 
every single month, right? So if you're having trouble people with people actually signing up for a subscription, you need to look at your sales process. And if you want kind of a breakdown on the script that I give my Playmaker Society members about how to sell your memberships, let me know. We can do an episode on that about how to actually empower your staff to sell your memberships and convince them that a subscription is actually going to save them time and money. Let me know because I would love to do an episode on that. But again, it would be a disservice not to offer this subscription to your customers. So always focus on the benefits. Always focus on what keeping a card on file can do for that customer. Again, it is a sales issue if people are not wanting to leave their card on file. So now I'm getting back to underpricing. I've seen a lot of people charge, like let's say they're charging $15 for an open play pass. I've seen a lot of people charge $30 for a monthly membership when their open play price is $15. And they're assuming that that unlimited membership customer is only going to come twice a month. And I promise you, I've seen this happen time and time again. They will absolutely come more often. The most common scenario in my Playmaker Society group is members coming about two to three times per week. So knowing that, you need to make sure that you're pricing so that you're not going to actually be losing out on money for your membership offer. And a lot of these people that are underpricing will say, well, you know, I've seen my peers offer really inexpensive memberships. And when I do a side-by-side comparison of those businesses, I'll often notice that business A, the one that I'm looking at, they do not have a cafe. They don't have a large retail section. They really don't have anything to upsell their membership customers on when they walk through their doors every single time. Whereas business B, the one that they're comparing themselves to, they do have a cafe. They have food, they have coffee, they have sandwiches, they have drinks, they have teas, they have balloon on a stick, they have a retail section, they have a lot of different items that members can purchase every single time they visit. So I go back and tell business A, well, yes, business B might be charging $30 a month, but guess what? Every single time their unlimited open play member visits, they're spending $15 still on snacks, on food, on drinks. So a lot of people don't realize that and they automatically assume that all play cafes, all indoor play spaces are comparing apples to apples. But you need to look at what people are actually spending their money on every single time they visit. So a big mistake that I see people make is undercharging and that's because they underestimate how often people are going to come, and how much they're going to spend at their business when they do come. So if you do have a cafe, which is something that I always, always, always 100% of the time recommend, then you don't have to worry quite as much about undercharging as long as you're constantly upselling your membership customers once they visit your facility and you're not allowing them to bring in outside food and drink. Now, another problem that I see, so we talked about underpricing, we talked about being afraid to ask for a recurring sale. I also see a lot of indoor play space uh, owners underselling themselves in terms of how many members they can actually have at a given time. And I was recently reviewing a business plan and they had kind of a 
normal goal, a stretch goal, and then a wild, crazy goal, you know, a really, really stretch goal. And this is something that I teach in my program, but I was looking at it and, you know, the normal goal was around 15 members. The stretch goal was like 30 members and the wild, crazy goal was 45 members. And this was for around a 5,000 square foot facility. And I had to go back and tell them, you know, I think you're really underselling how many members you can actually have at a given time. And I do always recommend, you know, starting small, learning your business, learning how people use your business, and then kind of creeping up the number of memberships that you're going to be able to have and sell at any given time. There's nothing wrong with starting conservative and working your way up. But I had to tell them, you know, I think you're underselling. And I used my 2,500 square foot business as an example. And at any given time, we always maintained 100 monthly recurring members. And was I absolutely afraid to do this at first? Yes. We also started small at around 30 members. And then again, we learned how people utilized our business. We learned how that impacted open play. And then we worked our way up to 50 members and then 75 and then finally 100. And that's where we kind of felt that it was cannibalizing open play a little bit. And that's where we drew the line because the last thing we want is to ever turn people away, especially members, right? Because they're investing in our business and they're paying us every single month on a reliable basis. So those are the people we really want to make sure that we're keeping happy, that we're not seeing a lot of churn or a lot of cancellation in our memberships. So it's okay to work your way up, but I want you to remember a couple things when you're putting together your business plan and when you're determining how many memberships your place can realistically have at a given time. So number one, I want you to keep in mind that members will use your space differently, right? They're going to learn your hours. They're going to figure out when you're most busy, when your open play traffic is really rocking, and they're going to specifically visit your business when you're slower. So it's not going to impact open play as much as you think. And again, I've seen this time and time again, not just with my own business, but with the hundreds of owners that I serve and help in Playmaker Society. So let's say you're busiest from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Thursdays and Fridays. Members will specifically plan their schedule around being able to come on, say, a Monday or a Wednesday afternoon instead. So they're going to learn your business and they're going to use your space differently. They're also going to spend more money on other things. So when they come in, they're going to buy coffee. They're going to buy snacks. They're going to buy retail items because they feel like they're already getting a deal on open play and they're not having to swipe their card every single time they come in. So just, you know, mentally they're feeling like they're getting a really good deal. So they're going to be more free with their other money. And again, with snacks, coffee, things like that. So that's why even if you don't have a full cafe, having a grab-and-go section or prepackaged snacks is really, really important. And another thing that I've noticed is that membership customers, not only will they come during your slower hours, they're going to stay for much less time. So whereas a day pass customer might come and stay for three or four hours to really get their money's worth, membership customers will stay for like 45 minutes to an hour. And again, they'll come multiple times per week hopefully spending money at your cafe multiple times per week. 
So you're not seeing them kind of camp out and be there for hours and hours and hours, taking up the spot of another member or an open play customer. And the most important difference between a membership customer and an open play customer, in my experience, is that they're so much more respectful. They're so much more low maintenance. They're so much more kind to the other customers and staff, and they're just low maintenance customers. And they're going to love visiting your facility because of that, because it feels kind of like a second home to them. They feel comfortable. They're going to bring friends. They're going to bring family. They're going to bring, you know, they're going to shout your business from the rooftops because they love it so much. And it feels like they're very much welcome there. And again, like it's a second home to them and your staff is going to absolutely love accommodating your membership customers, assuming, you know, they're not the couple bad apples. If you follow me on YouTube, you'll see that we had an absolute nightmare member that we actually had to ban from our facility for so many different reasons. But again, 99 out of your 100 members are going to be absolutely amazing. They're going to pick up after themselves. They're going to be respectful to, again, your space, your other customers, your staff. And they're just going to make the day so much more pleasant for everybody in your facility. And as I alluded to in the beginning of the episode, it's so important for you to make your staff's lives pleasant for your turnover, for your peace of mind, and just for their quality of life. So those are some things that I wanted to talk about in this episode today. I wanted to talk about the right way and the wrong way to create multiple offers for the same service, in this case, open play, but the same concept can be applied to birthday parties or events or things like that. I wanted to talk about the chronic underpricing I see in this industry because people are just underestimating how often people will utilize their membership. I talked about being afraid to ask for a recurring sale and how that's actually a sale issue. We talked about underselling. So again, if you have any questions regarding this topic, please feel free to message me on Instagram. I'd love to do a deeper dive on this. Feel free to subscribe to my channel on YouTube where I go even deeper into this topic. And again, if you ever have a recommendation for a topic or a question that you'd like me to answer on this podcast, always feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm very responsive there. You can also email me all of my contact information, all my courses, consulting opportunities, everything like that is linked in the show notes of this episode. And if you want me to review your business plan, all you have to do is purchase my business plan toolkit. It's $27. And then you can add on as an option, a one-on-one personalized review of your business plan from me. All right. That's linked in the show notes. If you have any questions, again, my DMs are open and I will see you right back here for a quick tip on Friday. Have a great week, playmakers, and have a great start to your summer.